blackness. Keep the game on. It's Kava. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of our shit. <laughs> a weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. What hey up? Y'all. What up? What up? Hello. Hello. Hello, girl. Hi. What's up, sis? Happy Black yeah, History no. Month to everybody. Yes. I'm going to say it every week. Because it's necessary. This is the shortest month of the year that they decided to gift us. We're going to do what our ancestors did and take the shit that they give us and make it better. Okay? We're going to do the blacky black black thing. Exactly. And we're going to appreciate every day that is given to us that we, even though we celebrate our people every single day. Yes. Every single day, bitch. I'm rooting for everybody black. Period. But thank it. you guys so much for coming back to another week of our stuff, our things. Always. We're always we love you having guys. you here. Yes. Welcome to our How are you yellow doing? table. <laughs> <laughs> I like yellow. Yellow so bright. Yellow is like, a great you know, color. It's actually it my is favorite color. It is a really color. great color. Mm-hmm. I wore a mm-hmm. yellow sweater the other week and I felt really like powerful in it. It's not going to lie. Mm. I feel like I stuck out like a... You did, and I it was did. beautiful. I really loved I'm it. sure. It I'm sure it looked and it amazing. Made my skin pop, skin. you know. Yes. Yeah. I love Anyways, wearing a good yellow. How are mustard, you? You know. Um. Today was a good day. Today, today was, was a good day. day. It was. Today was a good day. You know. I'm learning. I'm growing every day. Getting better, getting stronger, you know. Good. I'm not gonna make every week dramatic. <laughs> That's your but character. yeah. I'm I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. How about you, sis? I also had a really good day today. Very productive day. Hit the ground running this morning. Yesterday, I wrote in my journal, and I mm-hmm. set out my intentions for the week. And mm. I'm going to make sure that I always replay that in my head, so that whenever I'm feeling like down or annoyed or whatever the case may be i just think about my intentions that i set and just you know keep living it so that is good. a good one yes i, I should start doing that i did, I t- I did three starting now yeah three? i started small i just did three intentions for the week and i that's honestly, gonna be today, our do of really the week good. bruh mm-hmm. type that write that down <laughs> <laughs> three intentions yeah yes for the week and then you go Mm -hmm. forth from there yeah because then you're constantly playing that in your head like dang i told myself i was going to act like this so when someone or something gets you out of character and you think about that it's it's easier for you to scale it back and be like okay yeah let me not act like that because i told i was going to do this or whatever the case may be yeah today i'm not gonna cuss anybody out or like this week i am not gonna let my anxiety get the best of me yes Hmm. write it down and live by that right things like that but you also can't like stress if you get to a point and it does happen you let your anxiety get the best of you or you do end up cussing someone out it's like it's life we're all human beings but when you calm down you can say dang okay 
that wasn't cool. Let me get back to myself. Let me get back to what I had set for myself, you know? Right. Hold yourself accountable. Right. And I think also that level of accountability allows you to bring yourself back to the place that you would like to be a lot quicker as well. Because for me, with, you know, sharing personal stories with my anxiety, um, I learned a new word today. You know, I love new words. So, um, rumination. Rumination Rumination. or ruminate is... The process that your brain goes through whenever you're anxious. Everyone has experienced it. Some people experience it more than others. Others. (laughs) More than others. (laughs) But it's the constant replaying of your thoughts or the things Mm -hmm. that happen. So if something happened to trigger you, people like me, our brains replay that on a constant loop over and over and over and Mm -hmm. over and it's kind of hard to grasp and control it because it just keeps going until you're like bitch stop (laughs) what are you what are you thinking about this shit over and over with you know like what's Mm -hmm. the purpose but i learned today i was listening to this podcast called i just discovered it and i really want to share it um dr tima on um twitter her name mm-hmm. is Dr. Tima, T-H-E-M-A. She's okay. a, a therapist of some sort. And she has, she posts like, you know, um, motivational things and stuff. And mm-hmm. lots of um, interesting quotes. She has lots of uh, good tidbits to take um, off of her podcast. But, uh, I mean, not off of her podcast, off of her Twitter. But I discovered yesterday night that she had a podcast. And it's called... The Homecoming Podcast. And she named it The okay. Homecoming Podcast because you're coming home to yourself. I oh, love I it. I love that. Okay. Right. So each week has a different topic. And um, I decided this morning to listen to the one about controlling anxiety because a lot of times when I'm at work, I get very, very, very anxious. And my brain starts replaying thoughts over and over. And so I was like, mm, controlling mm-hmm. anxiety. What about it? So she said the process is called rumination for those of um us who are like me and go through this is rumination and she said that it's your brain's way of protecting yourself from like a bad experience like trying to protect yourself before something okay. happens so okay. it tries to it thinks about the past and replays it and then it can't concentrate on the present because it's trying to predict the future mm, by I've looking at the there. past over and over and trying to figure yeah. out what went wrong in different ways yeah yeah I've definitely lived in that place for yeah i feel like we've all been there at some point in time in life yeah it happens but i thought that was um that was interesting so y'all check out that podcast it's called the homecoming podcast and also follow dr tima on um twitter i'll put it in the description box yes boom 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 Boom, you want to get into this motivation monday yes yes i found a good one (laughs) all righty The deepest pain I've ever felt was denying my own feelings to make everyone else comfortable. Mm. Because I can't tell you how many times. How many? Girl. If I had a a dollar for every time. A dollar for every time? Ooh, I'd be rich. And especially as a woman, (laughs) right? And a black woman at that. I feel like, ooh. We're going to get into that. Hold on. I'm yeah. going to just wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till we get to the scoop, sis. You got anything Well, let's go with? ahead and get into it because I know okay. we're ready. Okay. okay. All right. So do you want to lead or you want me to start off? You can start off. I realized I do have to change. I have to change. 
change in the cursing, certain type of things I do. I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. Okay. So what I was gonna say, I was talking about being trained to be a people pleaser as a black mm-hmm. woman, especially in our society in America. Mm-hmm. We, I know for me personally, I'll speak for myself because I don't know everyone, but I myself am a large individual. I'm a large human, right? I'm tall. I'm like, I guess I'm an average size person, but I'm a very tall person. So I was always taught, and I'm not very dainty. So it was always, you have to be more dainty. Your voice can't be loud. You need to be quiet. Mm -hmm. You can't say this, or you can't look this way, or make sure that simple things like we've talked about going on a job interview and making sure your hair is a certain way so they're pleased, as opposed to feeling like, I feel beautiful today. I love what I'm wearing. I love Mm -hmm. how my hair looks. My skin is glowing. Let's Mm -hmm. go in this interview and kill it. You're worrying about if your hair is slicked back enough for them to not notice how how coarse it is going to be or how coarse it is (laughs) right and um i feel like in today's society or not even in today's society in today's society is getting a lot better but i was gonna say in previous society and based off of like our grandparents and our parents that was something that was very very important to i guess the basis of how we were raised or what they based you know what a woman should be Mm -hmm. off of and i felt like we had to fit a lot of us from conversations with friends and with myself, we were taught to fit this like quintessential role or like this archetype of what a woman should be. But you're a woman because that's what you choose to be, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you're dainty or gentle or not, or whether you were born a woman or not, you're a woman. So like, why can't you just be that? Why does it have to be defined by a certain presence? You know what I mean? I totally get what she mean. And I think that it's, ridiculous to make ourselves feel like we have to be responsible for how other people feel about us right it's not fair for us to have to accommodate or compromise on how we deal with us to make sure that other people feel like you know this is okay like to walk around dainty i don't even understand like it's not even a thing but um, <laughs> no be like don't walk you walking too loud don't no man want no heavy walking woman <laughs> oh my gosh i <laughs> grew up hearing that all the time a man ain't gonna want nobody with a dirty kitchen a man ain't gonna want nobody with this a man Fuck what like, a nigga well, maybe want. like i don't uh, maybe i want to be single forever and just travel and do my own thing did you ever think about that why don't did you, you empower me to do that, that? Mm-hmm. what about that mary why don't you empower me to take over the world and if a man can't handle me then he's not the one for me you know those are things that i feel like as we grow up Mm-hmm. Or and women in general, when they grow up, it's like, why don't you empower them for that instead of why do we condition ourselves to make us feel like when we get older, the only thing we're getting older to do is get married and have babies. That's not the only thing we're doing. Woo! Now, there may be women okay. out there who I'm that's sorry, what their life goal is in y'all ear. <laughs> <laughs> to have babies and to get married. And that is fine. But that's not everybody's life goal. And I feel like that's how people are. That's how women are taught. Mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. now and you know it's different now my niece is not taught that way she's definitely not we, we don't tr- teach her to say like hey you know one day when you get older a man's gonna you know want to be with you and you guys can like no like whatever you want if you want to go take over the world you can take over the world um but we're not responsible for how other people feel about us we're responsible right. for us and if you don't like me 
that's fine. You don't have to sit at the table with me. Yeah, it's like, I really love that you said your niece is not being taught that way. I feel like a lot of young women today are not being taught that way because our generation, right, has had Mm -hmm. the luxury of taking the time to think about self-care and how we treat ourselves and how to make things better in the future right i think we're a lot more concentrated on generational progression than than previous generations Mm -hmm. not that they weren't but i feel like they definitely made great amazing strides and we wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for these people but also i feel like we like taking that shit and running with it we're like all right y'all did it y'all did great thank you so fucking much now we finish show the fuck out yes pass the torch thank you i feel like that's how it is yeah we're they're passing the torch and we're turning that shit into an explode like into a bomb bitch like yeah i feel like we're we're blowing that shit up in ways that our ancestors couldn't fathom but the only reason we are here is because of their works you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of times they had so much to work through whether it be societal pressures or income you know income issues based off of you know economic standards and things you know there were a lot of things going on i mean slavery hell yeah slavery you know there were a lot of things that our ancestors had to work through that they couldn't take the time to concentrate and think about mental status or how Mm -hmm. your actions affect your child or why you even act this way they just acted that way (laughs) like why did why are you an alcoholic maybe you're an alcoholic because your dad was an alcoholic but they never had time to think about that but our generation is like nah i'm straight on that because i saw this and this happen you know what i mean we're more aware right we're we're we have the luxury of being more aware because yes we do because of the works that they put in because of Mm -hmm. the things that they've gone through the struggles that they had not saying that we don't have our, our own set of struggles we absolutely fucking do but they went through it so that we didn't have to you know and, and I think even though yeah. we're experiencing it in different ways, I think that we is we we're learning. We've we made so many strides. That it's not affecting us on such a um large level, I guess I would say. Okay. I, I think would that say. we're kind of yeah. breaking barriers in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. do agree with that. Um, and I think like as we've gotten older, and I can only speak for myself, but you know, one thing with my dad. When I go and seek his advice, he's been through he's been through things before. So when he gives me advice, it's kind of like, I don't want you to go through the same thing. So you need to be more assertive. You need to allow right. yourself to be who you are. You right. know, don't don't go off of what other people think about you because you're you and don't dim your light for other people. Mm-hmm. We also grow up in a very digital age. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Social media is very prevalent. So, I mean, you look at what's going on on social media and you're like, you're you're comparing yourself. You just it's a an you have to learn to detach from other people's opinion of you because when you compare yourself and you're like, well, why are they, well, they're, you know, living their best life and going on vacation and I'm working, you know, my job and it's stressful and nobody even notices that I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, it it becomes this nasty toxic cycle. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think that our ancestors obviously didn't have to go through that. But they also didn't have anyone like a therapist to talk to. It was their family or, you know, and sometimes your family is not always the best people to talk to about what's going on. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. you need outside mm-hmm. opinions, someone who doesn't know you, like a therapist, to say, like, okay, I see what you're doing here, and I see how you got to this point, but what did you ever think about this? Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Like, detaching from other people's opinion of you is so hard sometimes when you're mm-hmm. so used to growing up or um, being in that headspace. Yeah, um, you made a good point talking about a therapist and talking to someone that doesn't know you. And mm-hmm. it's um, it's funny because you'll never notice how, you'll never know how much the words of a person that doesn't know you personally Ooh. and hasn't known you mean. Mm-hmm. When someone that sits with you for hours at a time can yeah. sit there and tell you they're, what they see of you as a person that they've interacted with for this much time. You know, for example, you could have made so many strides in your life to be this confident person and show this confidence, but inside you still feel like you haven't made the strides that you wanted to, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. say if you're in therapy and you've voiced that and you've been to eight sessions with that person maybe. Mm-hmm. And you tell them, I just feel like I just, I'd lack confidence and I, it's not working and you know, this or that, whatever. I don't know. I'm just making up an example. And they yeah. say, well, from the first time I saw you, the, the initial thing I thought was, wow, she's so confident. Imagine what that could do for you. Somebody that you never knew. Cause you never really have those conversations with people you don't know. Right. Yep. You don't. So a person that doesn't know you saying, wow, I'm so proud of what you have done. Or who you are could change so much for you because you're so used to living in your own space. It really can. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really can. And you think about it like when people tell you like that, that's why I said it's important for people to like look at you because people see things that you don't see. Mm -hmm. They see strides that you don't feel like you're making. And hearing those words, it's like, dang, okay, I actually am doing something good for my life and I'm not just out here <laughs> feeling like I'm crazy and nothing's shaking for me well maybe everything that you ask for you're reaping what you sow that was really um something that was pivotal for me in therapy mm-hmm. when I got the opinion of someone that I've not really known that well because how often do you really interact with people and they tell you Yep. When I saw you, girl, you walked in that room purse first. You might have felt like you walked in that room purse first. But for somebody to be like, bitch, yeah, you really you came in that motherfucker with that. <laughs> that purse you came out the car first. One. You stepped mm-hmm. out with that jacket, sis. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Well, thank you. Okay. Okay. I thought I'd I've been doing something. Been okay, okay. okay. <laughs> That's so true. That right? is so true. Right. So that all can feed into your your people pleasing as well, because especially if it's something that's causing you anxiety or stress, talking to someone that doesn't know you, i.e. a therapist, could Mm -hmm. help you work around that and also help you dig deeper to figure out why you have this incessant need to please people or where it came from or where it was rooted in. Because you it's very hard to solve a problem if you don't know if you're not aware of the root of the problem of the root mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah you got to get to the root of the issue and then you know then things start to work out exactly and it's not always easy it's hard Ooh. work Mm-mm. sometimes you know and then sometimes you feel like you Ooh. got to it then you'd be like oh bitch hold up it's a couple more there's levels more out here there's more but like, wait there's more my cousin always says you know when you're it's like when you start going to therapy it's like you're unpacking a bag and you can't fit everything back in it 
So you might as well just keep on packing it. You can't go back in. You can't go back in. So whatever can of worms you opened up, you might as well keep pulling everything out of the bag. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny because no matter how hard therapy is, right, mm-hmm. you, you know how you might start making strides in your life or opening up or doing things outside of your comfort zone and then you'll be like nah i'm straight i don't want to do yep. shit no more you'd be quick I'm to going be like back no, home. i'm good <laughs> right <laughs> i'm going back home i'm not doing this but yeah. like for some reason with therapy it just affects your whole life like one of my things was i was not an open person i could talk to the people that were close to me knew things mm-hmm. about me but i wasn't very open to have personal conversation about myself with other people now obviously the fuck i'd be telling my business on this shit but <laughs> <laughs> yes it, yeah it was something that we that i worked through and that i had to become so much more comfortable with because i was not but once i got to the point where i was just like well let me tell you what the fuck is going on in this mm-hmm. shit because you know we're raised right it's black history month don't talk about shit that happened in this house outside Girl, of this motherfucking house. Say okay? that. Yep. Whatever what probably going on in this, this house, motherfucker, we going to talk about it. Stay. You don't go house. talk to everybody else. You ain't talking to the mm-hmm. neighbor. You're not talking to your coworker. You're not talking to your friend at work. No. Not your sister. Nobody. Not your sister. Not your mama. No. Yeah. We talk about this shit in this motherfucking house because this our mm-hmm. shit. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Girl, yes. I think that's a thing, a layer that a lot of people of color have to work through when it comes to therapy or counseling because we, it's so deeply ingrained in us yeah. for generations. You know, it's been deeply ingrained in us for so long that it's kind of hard to escape that thought process. But once you open that motherfucking can, bitch, once you, op- once you open your whole bag and you start taking your bonnet come out. Yeah. Next thing you Toothbrush. know. A shoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a can of biscuit, you know, just pop Bitch. on open. The fucking edge control come out the box. You be like, mm-hmm. God damn, I got to tell you everything. I got to let you know all everything? of Everything. you know about You me. can't hold it in. You cannot hold it in. It's but you inevitable. shouldn't hold it in. No, and you shouldn't, and it makes you better, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. the relationship that you and I have would not be the same if I weren't, if I were open. the person that I was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And over time, I've been more open and more vulnerable and being okay with that. Vulnerability is still a problem for me. Let's not. Vulnerability is a problem for everyone because you have to feel comfortable. It's the comfort level of being vulnerable. If you're not comfortable being vulnerable, no matter how close you are with someone, whether you're married, whether that's your boyfriend or girlfriend, whether that's your best friend or whatever the case may be. If you're not comfortable, you're never going to be as vulnerable as you would like to be. Exactly. And so let's uh, relay that back because I have a connection. So let's talk about being comfortable. Something that I learned in therapy was being comfortable, not giving a fuck. Basically. So being comfortable with people not liking you and being comfortable with making decisions for yourself. Yep. Before you consider other people. Because also as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. You think about so many people. To be overly considerate of everyone. So that way you don't... Every decision you make, you're concerned about what toe you're going to step on. 
exactly whose hair you're gonna pull in the process mm-hmm. and it's it can be a big it can it can fester and, and become something something way right? more yeah it can snowball into something way larger than you ever imagined exactly and it becomes something that's like a beast that's hard to control also yeah. mm-hmm. if you allow it to take over so something that i had to learn and be comfortable with and learn through therapy was sitting your ass down and saying no and if you don't want to do it just don't and no is a complete sentence you know you don't have to say i used to when i first started saying no i would say no because blah 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 yeah or i can't because blah 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 blah, blah. blah. Mm -hmm. right and so one book that i read actually that helped me with that was the year of yes right okay Shonda Rhimes was the opposite. She always said no. So she made herself say yes for a year and yes, saw I how it changed. Mm-hmm. I was the opposite. I said yes to everything. So much so that I would be stressed and have anxiety because maybe I would overcommit myself to so many things. Like I know seven people that have a birthday today and I am to going every party. To, <laughs> right. I am going to make it to every party today. There's no way around it because I committed and I would try and try and try. And it got to the point where I felt bad a lot of the time because I felt like I was disappointing people because I was trying to be there for everyone. Mm -hmm. So everyone would be happy and no one would be upset with me. But why do you have to sit there and think that someone would be upset with you if you can't do something or you don't want to? Because your mind plays that trick on you. Yes. But also previous experience can can show you that as well. If you've had maybe a friend or a family member that constantly asks you to do things and then the one time you say no, like you say yes, 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 right? And then you say no and you get a response that's not something that you thought Beyonce you would get. Beyonce made a song about that. Hmm. Just saying. Y'all should go listen no, to it. No, Anyways. No, no, no. When I say yeah, 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 You know. Yeah. But yes, you're all right. right. We're gonna go ahead and drop that in there. You're but anyway, <laughs> right? No, seriously, you gotta set, set we healthy boundaries. Talking about Beyonce, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Keep you going. gotta set healthy boundaries with the outer world, really and right. truly. Because I am that way. I say yes to. I'm always down for the get down. I'm always like, yeah, girl, you want to go on this trip? You want to go on this vacay? Okay, let's do this. Let's go do this. And then and knowing you got three dollars in your bank account. Thank you. Or Instead knowing like, you got to work that weekend. I don't have the money to go out tonight. Let's watch movies. You'll be like, yeah, I guess. Okay, I got I got $45, right? Okay. Let so me budget this. What I can do is just go out, eat at home, and I'll just go out and get one drink. Mm-hmm. And it's I'll drink water it. the rest of the night. And I'll come. But then you didn't think about the fact that you got to put gas back in your car from. Thank <laughs> you for you to get home from driving. Yeah. To the location, so like, you know, it's it's just parking. important. I don't I don't I know for me that I'm always down for whatever and mm-hmm. I'm practicing saying no more. Right. And practicing making no a complete word and being like if a friend invites me somewhere like, oh, that sounds fun, but I'm not going to be able to make it. Period. I'm not going. You're more than welcome mm-hmm. to come to my house if you want to hang out. Like things of that nature make it better for me because it's still it it kills two birds with one stone. I'm saying no to you because I'm not going to go out and spend money or do something that I don't want to do. But I'm also saying like my house is always open if you're if you want to come. You know, right? It's like a like a compromise for myself because I know me. Right. I'm also mm-hmm. someone who is going to be like out there everywhere all the time. 
Mm-hmm. No one didn't want me to sit my behind down and slow down. <laughs> like, I've been told by, new, like, a lot of people that I need to slow down, just, you know, chill. Like, you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to do everything. I just can't mm-hmm. help it. <laughs> it's just in my nature. But I'm working on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm fully there. Like, I'm at fully actualized at the point where I can just say, no, I'm not going to do no. that. Mm-mm. A lot of times I will do my best to make it work. And then if it doesn't, I guess my the level I'm at now is if I can't make it and I try, I just explain myself and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even not necessarily explain myself, but if I can't make it, it's like I can't make it. I had too much to do today going on yeah you know i wish i could because especially if it's somebody that you care about and they invited you somewhere you want to go so it's more so a thing of explaining because you want that person to understand where you're coming from and not thinking that you were necessarily neglecting them but also Mm -hmm. you would hope that those people and they should give you the space yeah to to have that time to have that time if it's you know say they invited you somewhere and you just couldn't make it because you have family obligations or you didn't feel like leaving the house because you weren't in the good mood or whatever the case may be yeah if you're just like yeah girl i can't make it and they're like okay that's fine and maybe later on even not in that moment you're like yeah i was i was really stressed out that day i couldn't make it you know yeah okay that's cool well thank you so much you know we'll invite you next time or whatever the case may be yeah because your friends shouldn't do that anyway yeah your friends should allow you the space to do whatever have your time whatever but a lot of times people are so concerned about the potential of them feeling some kind of way mm-hmm. that they that don't is so true say that no, is so true and they don't properly communicate yeah and then your mind starts playing all these tricks on you and then you start mm-hmm. thinking like what if they're mad at me what if this what if that when you right. play the what if game Mm-hmm. That can be a deadly game because you get oh. spiral out of control. But and the next the you know, it's game. two hours later and you're sitting on your couch mm-hmm. and you're like, I just lost all my friends and I don't even know how. <laughs> and you're like, girl. And you didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> you didn't talk to nobody. You didn't articulate how you felt. You didn't say anything to anyone. You just sat on your couch and played the what if game. Literally. I'm guilty of that. I've been there. I'm not going to flex. But I'm trying to work out of that. I personally... Don't feel bad if I can't do something. But I've Mm -hmm. I've made a conscious effort to not feel bad because I would feel bad and be like, dang, man, I can't believe I I wasn't able to go to this kickback that they invited me to because I feel really blessed when someone invites me somewhere. But there's going to be more parties. There's going to be more things going on. There's going to be more birthdays. You know, I just have I I made a conscious effort for myself that if I made a decision to not do something, then I made that decision. I need to move on to the next thing instead of harping on it and sitting there and thinking about it all the time. Right. It's not fair to me. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, a prime example, uh, one of my friends here invited me out a couple times and I just wasn't able. Like either we were recording Mm -hmm. or I didn't want to spend any money on entertainment for that week. That's a thing. You know, or anything like that. And um, I just would say, like, she's a very chill person. So Mm -hmm. if I can't make it, it's like, okay, girl, see you next time. You know, but I I actually recently reached out to her because I had not gone to maybe like two or three things she invited me to. And Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, girl, I just want to reach out. I'm so sorry. I just been busy and stressed and 
I wasn't with it. And she's like, oh, no, there's no problem, girl. See you next time. <laughs> I <laughs> you know? like that. Yeah, she's like, that's no problem, girl. See you next time. If you stressed or anything, you need to talk. Let me know. I'm like, okay, girl. Right. You know, See, I like that. Like, offer me. They something. allow you, you the you space so for that. Yes. I mean, even if it's something like I remember once uh, she invited me, and I was like, girl, I do not have any more room in my budget for entertainment <laughs> until next week. Okay. And, and she be literally real. was like, yeah. And I said, and be real. Be honest. You don't have to lie about it. Nope. And literally, she was like, okay, well, we can watch movies at my house. Come on. Okay. And we met I up at a friend's house. We met up at that. actually one of our friend's house and we watched movies at hers. I I personally love that because I am now trying to be consistent at my budget. And mm-hmm. I tell people that I'm like, that's not on my budget. I can't mm-hmm. do it. And if anyone wants to come back and be like, I can't believe that. What do you mean? Like, you can't come. It's like, okay, well, we're clearly not meant to be cool because. Right. I can't really. Feel if you're going to make me feel guilty for not people. having the money because I allocated my dollars to something else, then I can't rock with you. But I have that. friends that are like that too, where they I invite them to things and they're just like I can't come or no, not this time. And the invites, what's the best? You know, some people just yeah. want to be invited, and in, in, they don't want to do anything. They just want to know that you thought of them. And I can think of you while I'm doing it because I'm still do it. That's right. another thing. You got to become your best friend. You know, you got to become your own best friend. You cannot rely on other people to want to do things with you all the time you have mm. to, if you want to go to the park or if you want to go to the museum if you want to go do stuff like do that on your own accord mm-hmm. and don't always rely mm-hmm. on others to make you happy or to make you you know to self-validate yourself you know right when is the last time you think you people pleased and how did you navigate that mm, the last time okay I don't have a specific example, but I, I people please a lot at work. Mm-hmm. So I'm someone that will compromise and say, oh, I'll bring that over to you. Oh, I'll come to your office to have this meeting. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. leave my my building and drive down the street to you to have this building all, or to have this meeting or whatever. I do that mm-hmm. all the time. And now I think that people are taking advantage now I don't want to say taking advantage of it because they're really not because it's just they're just used to it right like oh Jasmine's mm-hmm. so nice and she'll come and do this and she'll do that or whatever um so now the way I navigate things like that because I'm a very career oriented person um not that like career is my life but I do love my career I want to make sure that people understand that my footprint and the impact that I'm making is greater than me compromising all the time. I cannot compromise all the time mm-hmm. in order to make an impact. I have to ruffle feathers sometimes. I may not be able to make you always happy and those kind of things. So the way I navigate that is by um, just being more assertive, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when I have a meeting coming up, I will just put that the meeting's in my office. So you come to me. So simple. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But there have been times where I may schedule seven meetings in one day and I'm driving all over the city to have these meetings. I'm not kidding. I will be driving to Mm -hmm. one college, to the next college, to the high school, back to my office. It's just I'm all over the place. Um, Mm -mm. I'm I'm all over the place in my personal life. Yes. Mm -mm. Yes. So I'm trying to be more conscious of not doing that. So if I do have several meetings, like Mm -hmm. I just tell people to come to me, come to my office because you can come to my office for today. If I come, I come to your office every other time. Something so simple as that. 
um, and being more assertive. In and my nobody ever said that. anything about it. I'm sure they're just like, no, okay. no, <laughs> I learned. I started seeing that when I would do that, people would be like, OK, I'll see you at two o'clock in your office. And I'm like, oh, you guys don't mind. And I would think to myself, if I tell someone that they have to come to my office, like they're not going to like it or they're going to feel like I'm just trying to make them get up and I'm lazy, like those kind of stupid things, mm-hmm. you know, um, but. It's working out really great for me now because now I'm not driving all over the city. <laughs> and I definitely have my moments, let's be honest. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, holier than thou. And I'm just always saying, like, no, come over here. Come do this. That kind of thing. But I'm learning to ask for help when I need it. And I'm learning to ask for help before I need it so that when I get to the point that I need it, I'm not stressed or anxious or angry or anything like that, you know? So it really works for me now and I'm sure it'll change eventually. How about you? (laughs) I, the last time I people pleased was in May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Around graduation. Yeah. Around graduation season. Mm -hmm. I vividly remember this because everyone was graduating. I had a friend graduating from med school, friends graduating from chiropractic school. Mm-hmm. I had just like so many events in one day. And I missed two of the three. I tried to make it to three. But mm-hmm. also my mom that morning gave me a list of things that she needed me to do unexpectedly. Oh. And okay. that is part of why I couldn't make it. And then I also had class that day. I had a class that day. And then I had to get dressed and go to graduation parties. And like, it was crazy. I missed two of the three events. And I was just like, I am so sorry. I just, let's go to lunch or something. Because I I just, I have too much to do today. (laughs) I'm sorry. But I was so stressed out because... I was trying to do so much when in reality, I already had these parties planned. I had them planned out by the time I was like, okay, I get out of class at this time. Mm-hmm. I'll change clothes. I'll go here, 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 here. Then I'll go home. Right. Yeah. It was like, I literally was going to go to the one closest to me, then go further to the city and then go further into the city and go home. And because my mom threw that monkey wrench in my plans, I was late to everything and ended mm-hmm. up just saying, fuck it and going to one. But I literally could have said, hey, I can't go to Hobby Lobby for you right now. But I can go tomorrow. Yep. Something so simple. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as that, Mom. I don't have time to return this at the store for you. But I will have time on Monday. You know, given those kind of conversations, compromises. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of stressing myself out and being like, she gave me a list. I have to do it before I do this. And I can't do this. And da, da, da. Like, oh my it gosh. literally became like this so frantic thing because I was like <laughs> running all over the city trying to mm-hmm. do things. When really I could have said, hey, I had all of these things planned. My day was already planned out. I can do this another day for you. Exactly. And I mean, whether she said yes or no, I still had It is what it do. is because I'm not doing it today. So Right. Because I'm not doing it today. What would you exactly. have done if I couldn't, if I weren't here Exactly. To do it? So, see, right. parents love to throw some like love my dad. Oh, and then they'll be like, but after all I do for you. Yes. I'd be like, daddy, 
chill out. Leave like, us alone. You'll be okay for two seconds. <laughs> like, come on, bruh. But parent, no, they really do. I think, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have type of parents like that. That the moment they walk out the house is a list, or mm-hmm. if they're headed back to the house, they'll stop the by the store one. and do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, yo, I just want to come home. I don't want to do all the extra stuff. You didn't do that when you were out. Like, what were you doing? What'd you what you do were today? you doing? Like, Why did you just go straight home from work and you knew you had to stop at Walmart and get sugar? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I think, too, like, <laughs> our parents, I think we, in our brains, we feel that if my parents tells, tell me to do it, I, I, I got to get it done. Because if I don't get it done, then I'm going to hear their mouth and I don't want to hear their mouth. Yes. And it's just easier for me not just to go ahead and do it. Yes, I that's exactly am to the firm is. belief that I don't have to do it and I don't have to hear your mouth because I'll just not answer the phone call. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless you live with your parents, then that's a totally different thing, but I don't. So it's like, okay, daddy, well, if I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I guess we'll just see you next time, buddy. Bye. <laughs> and I just want to answer my phone. See you next time, bucko. Buck, bucko, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. But I think it's because our parents, like you feel like if you don't do it, then you're going to hear this chirp, 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 chirp in your ear. Yeah. And don't nobody got time for that. Don't nobody want to hear that shit when they come home. Don't nope. nobody want to hear their mama complain about how she had to go to Walmart to get sugar when you really knew you was going to pass Walmart. Mm-hmm. But you You're know, right. I am going to pass Walmart, but that's not in my destination. Right. You're right. I am going to pass Walmart, but I also never said I was coming home right now. So Yeah. And don't rush soon. me. I, don't rush me. I know we're about I'll to get, get off topic, I but I cannot stand being <laughs> rushed. Like if if you ask me to do something, okay, I'm gonna get it done. But on my time, you've now interrupted my time, so it yeah. will get done when I have time. But don't interrupt me and be like, "Well, I've been waiting for you for an hour." I know because I have other <laughs> things to do. I didn't tell you I was coming right now. <laughs> I didn't tell you I was. Like, Why do they do that? I Why don't they know. Feel like you don't have shit else to do. Like but. it's like she ain't got no life. I mean. <laughs> Okay, but oh, that today shit I do, is fucking so. hilarious. Yes, it's so funny, but you that can't always so please your parents either. Me. Okay, that's what I'm trying Mm-mm. to boil it down to. Sometimes <laughs> you can't please. When I say you can't please anyone, that's including your parents. Your, your parents are on the top of that motherfucker. Okay, list. your siblings because Lord knows they need it too. Um, your friends, you can't please everybody. You got to let them know. Like, listen, love you, but I cannot do be that. Happy, they're not gonna be happy. They're not gonna be happy, but. And they got funky ass friends that do it to them, so they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. That's another day, <laughs> another topic for another day. <laughs> oh. But um, do you have any more aspects to explore? No, I think that was um, that's really all I had. I just wanted to get into uh, that. Okay. People pleasing is definitely not a thing that you should do. I think there's an aspect of people pleasing that everyone has a part, like you know, a part of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But you have to learn to set healthy boundaries around it. You can please people, but you can't always be the one compromising. And you can't only be the one compromising, whether that's from your professional life or your personal life. And also, you can also please people on your own time when you're good yes. and damn ready to. Yes, you can. You don't have to inconvenience yourself or stress yourself out to do things for people. Number one, because a lot of people do things for people who would not do it in return. Actually, fuck okay. that. Let's talk about that. That's an aspect that needs to be explored, bitch. Mm-hmm. How, like... A lot of times we stress ourselves out. I'm sorry, yes, guys. We do. I, I got turned up. Um, a lot of times we ha- we stress ourselves out because 
we are placing pressure on ourselves to do things for people who would never do these things in return. At all. Who would And never. we know that. We you know got that, that they wouldn't do it for us. who always asking you for money, but they never know how to return it on time. Hmm. Red flags. Hmm. Or if you needed money, they don't know how to pick up the phone. Strange. Then people who love to call you when they get locked up. But if some shit happened to you, you know they wouldn't be dependable. Hmm. Real strange. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that is real strange. There are multiple people out there like that. And, you're, and you break your back to make sure that they are satisfied. Mm-hmm. They are happy. Make mm-hmm. sure that whatever they ask you to do gets done. But mm-hmm. when you need them, they're nowhere to be found. And you know Girl, what? Ghost I believe that you peep that early on. You just choose not to see it. Right. And I also, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So I feel like a lot of times, I'm sorry, I really got lit off of this shit. <laughs> okay. So uh, also, in addition to that, a lot of people feel that if they do these things for those people, then those people would be better whatever to them. Yep. So say it's your boyfriend. If I do this for him, if I make sure he has dinner or your husband mm-hmm. dinner when he comes home, then he'll make sure that. I don't know, he buys me gifts or he'll be nicer to me or whatever the case may be. If it's a friend, if I go do this for her, then she will be a better friend. Like for some reason you take ownership of that. Yes. When they're just shitty people. (laughs) Deciding that they're just shitty ass. Like they're they're shitty ass people. people. You're a shitty boyfriend, you're a shitty husband, you're a shitty friend. You give them way too much that's giving them way too much power. Shitty family member. It doesn't matter. Shitty mom, dad, whatever. Instead of just deciding, right? Mm-hmm. You're a shitty motherfucker. Like, I ain't doing shit like that for you no more. And it's not necessarily you have to excommunicate that person from your life, right? You just have to categorize them and place them like, okay, you know what? They would never do this shit for me. So whenever they ask, I just know that I'm not comfortable doing that. So I'm going to just say no. Yeah, And it is what it is. However they feel about it, they feel about it. Maybe yep. they'll still fuck with me. Maybe they won't. I don't give a damn. Yep. You have but to the take re- that type of The reality, too, is that those type of people, you give them so much power that they just, they abuse it. And that's why they you get into the situation that you're in. Those people they take that it, will like. They take an inch, you give them an inch, and they take mm-hmm. a mile. I was just say most people wait until it gets beyond their control, and then they blow up. And right. they want to blow up and they want to get upset and get angry. And it's like, if you would have stopped this from the jump, you wouldn't have this maybe problem. Maybe at the first, you know, at the first $5 shit, the first 15 maybe even the first $20, then, you know, you could let they ass know, look, nah, because you still owe me $20, bitch. And you ain't yeah. getting it back yet. So, no. So, I'm not I'm not. When you give that. me my $20 back, then maybe I'll think about it. But honestly, you're not too dependable. I still fuck with you, though. You gotta stop giving people so much power yeah. because when you give people all the power, that's when they want to take advantage of you and you looking like Boo Boo the Fool. So, But stop. I think in those situations, it's also important to be very frank and clear as well. Yes. Because a lot of people, they might feel that way, but they won't say anything. So say At all. So say that person comes back and they're like, can I have some money or whatever? Or can mm-hmm. I have $20? And you're like, you. I think it's important instead of being like, I don't have it. Right, I don't have it to give. Because some people do that. They'll come up with an excuse. Yes. Instead of saying, I don't have it to give, it's more important to say, no, bitch, because you still owe me $20. (laughs) 
<laughs> and until you give yep. me my twenty dollars back, I don't know if I feel comfortable giving you any more money. And honestly, exactly. after that, I'm gonna have to decide because you're not too dependable. You have to let those people know because if they care enough, they'll make the proper adjustment. Mm-hmm. so that way you can feel more comfortable with them people who don't give a damn will then attack you and get yep. angry with you they will and try to tell you that you're selfish or you don't want to mm-hmm. do this and you you have to recognize that and not necessarily internalize that you do you really do mm-hmm. i think that those conversations are very important because it also gives people the space to know even there are some people who do it unintentionally and oh yeah if you're like you know nah you 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 know you didn't help me out last time or whatever they'll be like oh girl i'm so sorry maybe they'll you know help you out or check yeah. on you more or whatever you know whatever, whatever you the, desire yeah yeah whatever the thing is well yeah but it's just so, about articulating that mm-hmm. and getting that out and getting that off your chest and not holding it in and not holding it in being clear and concise so you guys can come to a conclusion but also understand you can't control anyone's responses. Okay, so you can only control yourself. Regardless of what you say, they can go off and be mad and you can say, okay, that's fine. You can feel whatever way you want to feel, but I'm still not giving it to you. I love exactly. you. I will talk to you later. Okay, call me when you're a little bit less stressed, okay? Right, exactly. Simple solutions. Mm-hmm. You ready to get into this do of the week? Yes. <laughs> The do of this week is from JB in the beginning of the episode. We are going to write our intentions for the following week. Mm -hmm. We are going to write three intentions for this coming week. Mm -hmm. We're going to write it down. We need to, you know, go through this week with whatever so whatever you might be stressed about whatever you might be going through however you want to appear when you walk in a room of people yeah what goals you want to set for yourself whatever it is let's set those three intentions and go through this week with those three intentions in mind and making sure we stay on track and not also not being too hard on yourself if you fall off track exactly i was about to say that i love it yes i love it and i hope everyone remembers their intentions and just thinks about those throughout the week yeah i hope so too thank y'all so much for listening to yet another week of becoming she (laughs) oh my goodness always i'm so excited this is episode number 40 it is and last week's episode was acting all sorts of weird so it's probably gonna say 41 because of the way that but it is episode number 40 but it's episode 40 guys Exactly. Technology sucks sometimes, so you know. Yeah, technology really tried to play us, but it's all right. It's, it's okay. cool. But if you we have any questions or if you want to email us or you need some advice, email us at becomingshelive at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on our journey um, on Instagram and Twitter at becomingshe underscore. Both of those are in the description box. Check us out. We love you guys so, so very much. So much. Peace. We out. Full force.